1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what is up, everybody? It's uh, Yeah, it's it's your boy, Coach A.B. back. Uh, Mike Norvell just got paid, and we want to talk about it. Uh, right now, there's, oh, five people in the chat. Let's go. All right. So, yeah, I, I told Brendan, I'm like, look, we got to get on. We got to talk about this a little bit. We're going to go live, not expecting a ton of people, but whoever shows up and wants to ask some questions, fire away. We're going to kind of go rapid fire here, make this no more than 15 or 20 minutes talk about the Norvell contract extension which was a massive bit of news that dropped today and then we're going to kind of comp it where he where is that at in the uh, football landscape before I do that you know we're up to 14 people now see in climbing 15 Ooh. let's go so make sure you hit the like button make sure you've hit the subscribe button these are the nerdy gang showing up um, so they're the true OGs I appreciate y'all appreciate it guys um, <laughs> So make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. Bell notifications are turned on. we always got to get that out of the way early. And if you're not a member of NOL 24, NOL 24, seven, get over there, get subscribed to that wonderful website, please. All right. So Brendan, Mike Norvell, Money Mike, contract extension. Tell me about it.
0: So Mike Norvell, it was announced today that he signed a contract extension with FSU through 2029. That would be 10 years from when he first signed with Florida state. Uh, in 2019 and it's a three-year contract extension from when the first contract extension was supposed to end which would have been the end of the 2026 season so maybe this is two years in a row in which Mike Marbella has signed a contract extension the first one was a one-year contract extension amazing what happens when you win a mm-hmm. few more games and in this case uh, twice as many games uh, the contract extension goes a little further it becomes a lot more money do you want to know figures do we want that out there right now
1: yeah, I mean, we might as well talk about it, right? Uh, seven yeah. years, right? So, so, Seven-year extension?
0: So three years technically, well, three but seven years, years in, yeah, in, yeah. in collaboration of where, where it is. Yeah, so it's going put them on for 10 years. So uh, it'll end up being, as the numbers get reworked, to 8 million, $8.05 million annually. That's on average, uh, which would have been ninth in college football this year if it was just mm-hmm. a singular salary. Ah, uh, not for nothing. Mario Cristobal was making eight million this year. I don't know if that's a coincidence that it's a little bit more, but I think <laughs> this is currently putting Mike Norvell on pace to be the highest-paid coach in the state. It, of Florida it is. It is.
1: Uh, yeah, changed? Mario. Mario was making eight. It would have been nine, but they had to do the, something about the buyout from Oregon, so they, they he was only making eight. And then Billy Napier was making seven point one. So Mike Norvell, the highest-paid football coach in the state of Florida coincidence i don't know i
0: don't think think that when you win the most games in the state of florida you get compensated justly
1: so yeah so seven year deal but really three years added on because he was already signed through 2026 Mm -hmm. there was some talk that the contract the extension that he got last year was kind of a just a show contract or show extension right i mean it wasn't necessarily there was a lot of nuts and bolts in there i mean something was obviously given to him but I think it was just more like, "Hey, we need to show a sign of good faith because everybody and their brothers talking about this guy being on the hot seat." We know that not to necessarily be the case, but when that's out there in the ether, uh, yeah, you got to do some things to kind of squash that, right? Well,
0: it was it was verbally announced the mm-hmm. day before the early signing period, if you recall. So yep. I, I think that was not a coincidence. They usually don't yeah. announce verbal agreements, and it was signed shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. sometime in the month of December last year, and 20, two years ago, I should say, in twenty twenty one um but a year and a month ago uh so so there was something i think out there to combat negative recruiting now yeah. it was a, a bump in pay for what he was supposed to make in that final year but i don't think anything in the buyout language if i remember correctly ab mm-hmm. changed a ton so no, no yeah to your point uh there there there's a big difference between a 1 year extension and a 3 year extension especially when uh, some of the terms that we can get into start getting some of the salary starts getting bumped up in years that it wasn't initially supposed to be bumped up. That's so, the difference.
1: So when Mike came here, I, I don't recall what his original salary was supposed to be. It was some six or s- five, five or 6 million, if, 5 if million,
0: gonna, I think is what it was yeah. going to be. Uh, and COVID, and, start,
1: COVID started and he took a pay cut, right? And he was basically working for 4 million a year. And I say working for 4 million a year. I would love to work for 4 million a year, but in today's landscape, it's, it's not a lot. Yeah. Um, he was essentially working for 4 million a year. He was willing to take that million dollar pay cut, mm-hmm. uh, when COVID happened to help the university out to help his um, coaching
0: staff out yeah, to prevent yeah, them from taking yeah. pay cuts, which was,
1: it, yeah, which was pretty big probably in the, in the grand scheme of things of keeping an Alex Atkins around, um, yep. who frankly, they couldn't afford to lose. Yep. So Mike took a $4 million pay cut. He's been working at that salary. I believe the last, last couple of years, maybe with some small bumps along the way,
0: Actually, the opposite. Ab, nice. uh, he, he was making. Uh, so I don't have it right in front of me right now. Yeah, I have Other numbers right. in front of me, but yeah. so so it depends. Like these contracts are so convoluted. And We're not and right. reading them. This isn't my my forte. But like what FSU put out, it was like three million, three point know. something million this past year. uh three point zero three five is what he was making this past year. One of them, but the USA Today database has it at 4.5 million this past year. And the caveat there is like, there's some life insurance policy that that FSU pays for him. And I think it gets refunded or something like that. So I don't know if this was like a a workaround or something, but anyways, not a ton of money in the grand scheme of things for a power five coach. Are you interested in this nerdiness here that I got? (laughs) I love Um, nerd stuff. Let's get into it. So uh, per the USA Today coaching database, which is a fantastically fun tool. Uh, Let's see. I count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. uh, 14 teams, 14 Power Five teams that won 10 plus games this past year. Of them, uh, two of them, USC and TCU are private schools, so their salaries are not privy to public records requests. Mm-hmm. So, of the of the remaining, only two schools had head coaches that were paid less than Mike Norvell: Kansas State and Oregon State. <laughs> In Oregon, Tennessee, Utah, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, LSU, Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama all had head coaches making more. Uh, and most of those were making twice as much, or pretty well, close to
1: it. So. And there's a lot. I mean, look, and to be fair, there's a lot of big boys in that list. A lot of guys. Uh, I don't remember the entire list that you just rattled off, but Dan Landing's probably the only one that wasn't really justified to be making more. Um, you know, you got a Brian Kelly who went to who went to LSU. LSU you've yeah. got Josh. Lincoln Riley in there. You've got you know you've got a lot of neat, a lot of guys, and a lot of star power as far as. Um, Guys that have won a lot of football games. Mike Norvell, obviously, who was winning a lot of football games at Memphis, came to Florida State, wasn't winning a lot of football games, to put it kindly, and then last year turned it around. So I don't think it's any big shock that after he gets himself in that 10 win, um, that 10 win realm, that he finds himself now amongst the top names of the, of the sport.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of talk already, and we're, we're going to get into it here very quickly. A lot of talk already from Florida State fans. Some, you know, you get the you get the fanatics out there. How could they double his salary? Is twenty twenty nine too long? What do you think? I mean, what are your thoughts? Did they did they overdo it? Did they underdo it? Did they give him more than he should have gotten? Did they not give him enough? Tell yep. me what you're thinking.
0: FSU was balling on a budget the last few <laughs> years uh, and and had to because of where their athletic department was due to the previous, previous athletic director spending and then COVID hits. And mm-hmm. and so FSU was operating at a – if FSU didn't break through and win 10 games this year, at the very least, I think we can agree, A.B., that Mike Norvell was stabilizing the program. Yeah, Is yeah, that, yeah. Is that yep. fair? Um, Absolutely. And, and so at the very least, you were paying a reasonable price – a below average price for what a a coach at FSU should be making Mm -hmm. uh, to stabilize and fix a program that was in a tailspin. Mm -hmm. Well, now they've exceeded the expectations, right? They're ahead of schedule. They are beyond on schedule at this point. So the bill came due is how I see it. Mike Norville was going to get paid and always going to get paid. And some of it was going to be a, we are taking care of you for you taking care of us and taking, as you mentioned earlier, A.B., uh, pay decreases or, or slowing up some of the, the incentives and raises that were in your contract. So in terms of the money, like, yeah, 2029 is a long time. There was nothing in this contract that I went over before, uh, getting on here, AB that was new, uh, in terms of buyouts for Mike Novell, mm-hmm. so I think it's yeah. fairly standard, nothing crazy. But like ultimately, like by 2029, he'll be making $8.585 million annually in base salary. Also with the chance to make about a million dollars in bowl mm-hmm. incentives, uh, depending on how far they they go. Um, comparatively, I'm, I'm pulling up the USA today. There are 10 coaches that would make him 10th nationally, okay, about like eighth or ninth, and that's today here in 20. 22 right. or it's right. 23 now but with the salaries last year 2022 so think right. about that like how much are things going to continue to escalate in college football there's no sign of it slowing down for coaching salaries. No, not at all so uh, if he never gets another raise and say he gets he gets into 2029 making 8.5 million dollars he'll probably be 15th or 20th nationally i, yeah. I, I mean it's, it's not an absurd deal
1: josh heupel who i, I think You would, I think you could very much argue the two of them are are on par as far as their careers. Um, both were winning similar, yeah, yeah, very similar. Won a lot of games at the G5 level, go into big power programs that needed to be rebuilt. Florida State, a little bit more of a rebuild job than Tennessee, I would argue, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Josh Heipel goes and wins this year, and he gets a nine million dollar extension or nine million dollars a year extension through 2029. Mike, Nor- Mike Norvell gets an eight million or eight point zero five million through twenty twenty nine. So, guys, kind of in the same place. Both get deals here very recently. One gets to the nine million dollar mark. One mm-hmm. gets to the eight million dollar mark. I mean, so yeah. I looked at that contract earlier and I thought to myself, "Dang, Floresi kind of got off the hook." Like, yeah, that, the buyout's that a- not cr- the buyout's not crazy, which to me is the biggest thing. That's the, I think if they fired him after this year, he's terminated. and They only owe him like $18 dollars. Million, $18 million. Like. That's not insanity, I don't think. If I, if my math was correct of uh, what was posted on Knowles twenty four seven, I added the it was you like in twenty twenty eight. It was like a it was like a one point five million dollars they would owe him if they fired him that year. So it, it wasn't too wild either way. Um, I can tell you're pulling it up and you're going to do some. Uh, you're going to quick uh, math.
0: Uh, yeah, my ability to do yeah. math in general <laughs> is not great. Doing it in front of a live audience and quickly is. Uh, very dangerous uh, is this I, the
1: most fsu has ever paid a coach per year yeah, i would have to say probably so i
0: don't there. think i don't think jimbo was making
1: this much because he yeah, obviously got a huge bump when he went to a&m was having an interesting conversation with somebody earlier and i know you're you're doing some mathing and i'm just gonna kind of talk here and i'm gonna throw this out to the chat too and they can they can answer amongst themselves in the chat is this a riskier contract than jimbo's or is this a riskier contract than Mario Crystal Balls? Or is this a safer contract than those? Well, Mario Mario it, just got Mario just got 10 years and seven, seven million dollars or eight million dollars. So slightly, slightly less than than what Mike Norvell just got. So 10 it's, year, it's okay. Oh, ten ten years, ten years, eight million dollars. He has he won two Pac 12 titles, I believe it was, at, at Oregon. And goes to a Miami his alma mater. Jimbo obviously got the 10-year, whatever 80, 85 million dollars, fully guaranteed, yada yada yada. Um seems like that ship has sunk. I I don't know. I thought it was an interesting question. Somebody posed it earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I I really like this contract for Mike Norvell in Florida State, and I really like it for Florida State more than I like it for Mike Norvell. I think he could have gotten more out of him. I think Mike gets the big picture that he's got to be able to hire really good assistance. Mm-hmm. He's got to be able to have a really good all field, all field uh, support staff. I think he could have probably gotten more money out of him if he wanted to. I think he did the right thing. Uh, instead of being greedy, instead of chasing the grand dollar figure, he decided, okay, I'm going to take 8 million, which 8 million is a lot of money, but, yes, he it deci- is. but he decided to play it safer and make sure that he's going to have the support that he needs behind the scenes at all times too. It-
0: one thing we were told, I don't see it in the contract, but I think one thing that they're going to work into this eventually is some assurances for the football facility, as well mm-hmm. as like more uh, money towards putting into resources for like student athletes. And, yeah. and some, so again, this is a long-term yeah. uh, investment really for both sides where mm-hmm. you're trying to stabilize and make it sustainable uh, in terms of like, yeah, if it's riskier than like the Jimbo contract, no. Cause Jimbo makes or earns all of that. Yeah. And we've already seen what's happening yeah. uh, there the Mario crystal ball one like I mean you gotta if you're Miami at this point where you are as a program you had to spend money and maybe even overspend a little bit yeah, to, 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 statement. Go to the wall. yeah exactly. so uh crystal balls to the wall so and maybe it'll work out for them right now it doesn't look great but you know <laughs> he's gonna recruit well and give them a chance. We'll see I don't yeah. this isn't this is not an absurd contract. Uh, on paper, which I guess all contracts are on, on paper, um, I'm going through trying to find the buyout language. So what ha- Chris has in his story on Knowles 24/7 AB is what Mike Norvell would owe the university if he was oh, okay. to leave oh. early. Um, I'm trying to find where it is. There in was his language original.
1: in there about if he was terminated, though, at the towards the bottom. Okay, I let me let me, look, let me look let me look let me look terminated. This is not great podcasting, but hey, when are we ever great podcasting? No, no, so yeah, the pre- termination pre-
0: below the lowest liquidated damage amounts owed by the employee as a consequence of early termination of the employment, so owed by the employee. So that's okay. if okay. uh, the bell leaves, and the current contract or the most recent addendum amendment, excuse me, uh, did not have buyout language in it. So now I'm going back as we're trying to figure this out. I have had it beforehand. My no, bad. No, really. It's a 25 page contract though. <laughs> I'm trying to find the buyout okay. language in the very first one. Um, So if you want to stall a little bit longer, I'm close to it. Absolutely, I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna, I'm reading through here a lot of Mario hate, which I love.
0: Yes, let's go. Yeah, I
1: mean, so, well, what ends up being interesting about these contracts is the language we don't always get to see until you get them in your hand. A lot of times, these things are so difficult to, to parcel through. The language about if there is language in there about support staff and. I think that was a big one with Billy Napier's was making sure that he had support staff. That was a big one of Mario Cristobal's that he would always be guaranteed to have one of the higher paid um, assistant pools in the uh, in the ACC. Those, when you start getting that kind of language in there, that's when things get interesting. Um, but as far as the market, it seems like Mike Norvell's contract is, uh, it's not overkill. Um, I don't think 2029, 20, I mean, you added three years on I don't think that that's overdoing it. Some people some people may feel that way. I know that there's still some hesitancy uh, out there amongst some fanatics about his recruiting, um, mm-hmm. and it's TBD, but it seems like that's starting pretty well for 2024 already, um, just based on them being, being in the top – I believe they're in the top five in the most 24-7. Um, recruiting rankings for 2024, they've had a ton of talent on campus already uh so that you know those are things that people want to see but uh, you had to give him years you couldn't you couldn't give him one year you couldn't give him two years you had to give him a a legitimate legitimate years his contract if you're going to bump him to an eight million dollar a year deal um just to get that money in there so i have no problem with the three years eight million i think is more than fair especially to compensate him for what he did for this university when he took that pay cut uh early on he didn't he, he didn't have to do that um Brendan's working on the buyout language. I think, which- I,
0: think I got it figured out. Um, as I'm as I'm putting letting the wheels turn here and going through a bunch mm-hmm. of sections three A and three B. Uh, I want to play devil's advocate just real quick. And I'm it's not my money. Uh, I think it's it's going to be relatively school friendly as long as the program, even if it doesn't get to like a championship status in the next couple of years. Like as long as mm-hmm. it's winning eight nine games, like I think it's it's ultimately fine for where fsu is going to be and it might end up being a value depending mm-hmm. on how things go but like look at like a school like michigan state with mel tucker and what they did after year. nine million a year for him and that came after a really good season for mm-hmm. a program that relied heavily on the transfer port so there's some yeah. parallels there uh fsu's resources recruiting grounds there's a lot i think that's an even head coaching uh, acumen for mike marvel like there's more safety in florida state investing long-term in mike And it's less money too, uh, but there is a an example out there, I guess, AB of of a program Mm -hmm. honing up after one successful season with a coach who used the quick fix method. Although we know how I feel about the transfer portal, I think it's sustainable.
1: I I think there's a lot of differences between what Mike Norvell and his staff have done than what Mel Tucker did at, at Michigan State. Mel Tucker brought in a bunch of guys in one year. There's been a bit of a track record now for Mike Norvell, correct? I mean, they didn't give him one year and then bam, we got to pay him and give him all this money. They, they've they seen the climb. They've seen the three to five to 10. There's a little bit more evidence there than what I think that uh, Mel Tucker gets a, a contract extension after one season in which yeah. he brought in. I mean, he had like 25, 30 transfers that year and it was insanity. And it's what he had to do. And it was great. He had a great season, but I don't think you let it play out. They, they, they felt like they had to do it. And look, I mean, it was – not done by Michigan state. They were, they're desperate to get back on the map. Mm -hmm. They had, I believe they had a big time donor that was willing to kind of jump in there and help out. Um, I believe that was the talking point around that contract anyway, but they got a lot of help. They got him signed. I mean, I can't fault them for that. We'll see whether it plays out or not, but there was evidence of climbing, you know, Mike Norvell's mantra, evidence of climbing in this program. You didn't just dive in, um, you didn't really have reason to, but you didn't just dive into some ludicrous contract, uh, until you got proof that this thing was going to be going to be headed in the right direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There there's, uh, again, not apples to apples with that. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I don't feel as, as in a, a, Scorching hot take, like I feel fine with it. Like I think it's yeah. it's super reasonable. Uh for the buyout for FSU you know this is what the terms were uh mm-hmm. for the Prior. initial contract back in 2019, but with no updates to that. As far as I can tell, I think it's the same. Uh basically FSU would owe Mike Norvell eighty five percent of what's remaining on okay. his salary. So it's not I, super it. friendly, but I think that's fairly standard.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that seems probably fairly, fairly standard amongst contracts, unless you do something crazy like make it fully guaranteed, which
0: which they did, did not do. And again,
1: Jimmy Sexton's his, his agent, right?
0: Mike Norvell's. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yes.
1: <laughs> Crazy happens when Jimmy gets involved. It, so. it could have
0: been, it could have been worse uh, yeah. with, with, with Jimmy involved uh, if your A&M uh, wow. with the, with the, one of his,
1: uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that that, I mean, I, I think that that weighs in this though. Like I don't do wins. you don't, I guess you can do wins and losses and coaching contracts and these kinds of things, but I don't, think, I don't think it's wise because you don't know until 2029 whether this was a win or a loss but right looking at it looking at it up front it feels like a win for Florida State you had a Jimmy Sexton client you don't feel like he got drug over the coals on and a lot of times when you're signing his guys you just come out of it thinking like oh my goodness seriously this is what we did and it just didn't I didn't walk away when I first saw it on Knowless 24/ 7 I didn't sit down and think man they're never going to be able to live this contract.
0: Right. But it feels
1: like it feels like you can get to twenty twenty nine if you have to or twenty twenty seven or whatever. And you got to pull the pull the rip cord or he decides to leave and you you feel like you're going to be OK.
0: And I mean, the only way this is a bad contract, I think bad, bad contract is like if they go belly up next year. Right. Yeah, like yeah, if something yeah. awful happens and you limp to four or five games and all of a yeah. sudden you're like, oh, no. But um, I, I mean,
1: is there, I there evidence of that?
0: You can't op, you can't operate with the idea of a catastrophic failure in mind. You can try to couch for, couch it a little bit, but you you can't make that kind of
1: uh, especially when you've got this many years of evidence, right? I mean, there's enough evidence that this guy is going to be able to work at least to some level of competency. Yeah, unless something yeah. astronomical happens like Jordan Travis Tate Rodemaker, AJ Duffy, Brock Glenn all, all get hurt. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to get this team to some level of competency, especially in the ACC, right. especially with Miami not being great, Florida being down, yeah. the schedule that you play this upcoming season. Even uh, You guys talked about on, on OTB today. If you haven't listened to that, please be sure to go listen. It was a mailbag. mailbag? <laughs> um, you guys talked about Jordan Travis, and, you, and Zach was talking about having some anxiety about him potentially being injured. And I'm rubbing off on Zach. Sure. <laughs> I was shocked to hear you say that you were not anxious about that the potential of that happening because you felt like Tate Rodemaker could come in. Yeah, I just think it speaks to the floor what this team's got with what they've been able to do in the transfer portal, bringing in bringing in some top-level talent this past year in the recruiting class, along with developing guys before this, that if you sustain an injury at the top end of your quarterback board, uh, top end of your quarterback depth chart this upcoming season, this coaching staff has proven that they are good enough game plan to game plan the, the roster has gotten talented enough around your quarterback that you should still be able to go out there and not feel like everything fell apart on you with this contract. If you lost Jordan Travis for the year. Right.
0: And and all the reasons you just mentioned are, are why he's getting a contract extension. Right. The roster is better mm-hmm. overall. He's a proven to be a competent game planner and someone who can scheme his way to wins. Like, and he's a good right. face for the program too. And I think as a university as a business, you're paying some of that. I mean, it's in his contract. He's doing media appearances mm-hmm. and, and things like that, booster tours. Like, he yeah. is a good represent representative for the university. You're paying for that as well. There's an insurance policy that you're kind of paying indirectly where you know he's, to this point, has been extremely professional. And the expectations that continues. Uh, and he's going to help you raise funds, which is really important. He's going to mm-hmm. help you be competent on the football field. So, yeah, it's just like you found this kind of this – safety net when you were plummeting. Uh, And listen, FSU's administration deserves credit because all this last off season, we kept hearing that we have the right guy. That was, that was on background. That was just people in casual conversation saying we have the right guy and we're not worried about it long-term. Like once this team becomes of age and they're not the youngest team in the ACC anymore, like they will be fine. And that's what happened. And, and so, FSU was rewarded on the field for what might for the patience of Mike Norvell, and now in turn Mike Norvell is being rewarded uh, for for being a team player and being willing to be malleable with his salary when things weren't going well. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I I believe that Mike's contract, if if I'm looking at this correctly, at eight point zero five, I believe he will be the tenth highest paid coach next year.
0: Um, oh, well, so next year, so his contract—I think that's a good well, point. So his coaching, so his contract, according to FSU, yeah. Yeah. goes up to in 2023, five point three five million dollars. Uh,
1: the, the eight point, uh, the eight point oh five is the yeah uh, annual value or whatever, yeah whatever you the want average it. salary, yeah, the average basically. annual value of his contract at eight point zero five will be tenth highest in Division One football next year, if what I'm looking at is accurate. Maybe it may be 11th, maybe 12th. I, I do believe it's going to be 11th or 10th, mm-hmm. just above Mario Cristobal at eight, just behind – well, not really just behind – a million dollars behind Lane Kiffin at nine.
0: Right. And, oh, I'm sorry,
1: Kiffin and Jimbo at nine.
0: And that's his average role. Like a lot of these coaches, their salaries are going to go up. So this is yeah. going to probably so, – so for context for what he's going to make next year, which is going to be 5.3 – million. That would be, this past year, it would have been 24th nationally. I mean, so you're talking about the guy, and it'll jump, and he'll probably be at some point in this contract a borderline top 10 coach in the country Mm -hmm. salary-wise, which, again, like if FSU is going to be winning nine and 10 games a year, I think that's the new standard. Like yeah, what you have to pay to be competitive. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be called cheap now that you're making money. Now that you're an athletic program that's making a revenue again. You can't be announced of revenue.
1: You can't, you can't be announcing revenues and then say, "Well, I don't you know." know. Yeah, that um, doesn't. That just doesn't end well.
0: And for our listeners who may not be privy to that, FSU did announce, or not FSU announced. Uh, FSU released records, which they have to give. Every public school has to give it to the NCAA, basically a summary of funds and whether your dividends or. Uh, Profit and what you're making each year, and FSU was making I forget the number off the top of my head, AB several million dollars. Uh, and they've been in the black the last two seasons or last two fiscal years, I should say, after being in the red previously. Uh, it is worth noting that they, the way the fiscal year works in the state of Florida, that didn't count money from this past football season, that wasn't like gate revenue or anything like that. That is going to be a boom for FSU, like it'll be huge. Uh, For the 2023 fiscal year, uh, because you'll count the gate and attendance and anything else from from last this past season, which you had a bunch of really good games, primetime games, well-attended games. Yeah. So so
1: Florida State announced that they were uh, reported their net revenue was over ten million
0: dollars. Ten million. So Richie, in there, yeah, Yeah, that's a nice chunk of change. And we expect it to go up. And then, like, yeah. Tiger's contract coming off the books, like, yeah, that probably $15 million or so. Mm-hmm. Is gonna you be had
1: sellouts against play. BC. You had sellouts against Florida. You had sellouts against Clemson. Um, you had good crowds throughout the year, really. For good
0: games and primetime yeah. yeah. games, yep. yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, so that's only furthers the incentive to pay Mike Norvell because you, you have an idea of what you're going to be making in revenue. Um, Yeah. So this is all good for FSU. I think this makes sense. I don't see anything wrong with it. Again, the caveat is as long as it isn't totally bottom out in the next year or two, the evidence of that is minimal to non-existent.
1: Do you, to close this out, do you see any assistance getting any contract extensions?
0: We've put in, yes, I do. I, we've put in record requests for almost every single one. Uh, mm-hmm. There were a couple that need to be solidified, and we expect them. We thought we would have had them already. Um,
1: so we know sure. Ron Dugan's contract expired in the end of the Dece- set. Well, was supposed was- to set to re- expire the end of December. I'm but-
0: not. I'm not allowed to talk about Ron Dugan's contract after misreading it this past year. So
1: <laughs> I. I will- so Dugan's, I believe, was was set to expire at the end of December. Uh, Marcus woodson has got worked out he's no longer here mm-hmm. uh, I believe coach Yak and coach Thompson maybe were up but some were up or going to be up um so th- there should be some news of some extensions what about Adam Fuller I believe his contract is set to expire at the end of 2023 the end of the 2023 season not the I, end of, but like January-ish January
0: January so. or it uh, whenever it's usually like the like December 31st or the end of the regular season do you
1: do you do you show him Faith and give him a contract extension.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's kind of been that's how they've operated. That's mm-hmm. how Mike Carver operates. I know he's polarizing for some, but I mean the oh, defense has gotten extremely. better year over year. Yeah. Um,
1: and, yeah. I mean, and Miami just hired his mini may
0: Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> built built by Fuller Mar- Marshall defense. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So no, I I think it's it's fair to pay um him and and jp for special teams and and usually they try to have the coordinator's salaries contracts kind of in the same window and and usually three years whereas the other guys operate yeah two years and it's
1: not easy to sell on the recruiting trail that your defense coordinator doesn't have an extension past whenever you're you're selling hey yeah you could come play for this guy but he doesn't he's not even signed so I think just strictly from recruiting purposes, it makes sense to do these the, kinds of things. Maybe like, people, discon- people will the, scoff at that, but it, it's yeah. just good business.
0: The disconnect of the fan, uh not all, but some fan perception of Adam Fuller versus what he's thought of inside the building are just so drastically different. And I guess you could say in life you gotta meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm Pretty much further over here than Fuller. Like he's done yeah. a, competent, a competent job, and and not to the point to where you're going year to year with him. Certainly, no. he'll, he'll. I'm sure he will get taken yeah. care of. I'd be surprised if he.
1: If Alex he, Atkins, I believe he's signed through 2024. Sign that
0: man as long as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. There was a lot of scuttlebutt. Oh, Oregon's going to give him a blank check. Yeah, I, I think, mean, of course, they would we'll probably give him a blank check. As a well. reason, too. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, my thought is Alex Atkins, the only jobs he would leave for would be a NFL job, which is where the Oregon coach, office line coach left for, mm-hmm. uh, or a head coaching job at the college level. I, I don't think yeah. we would see Alex Atkins leave. Uh, even if it was for like, say Georgia or Alabama, which I believe would have been reasonable, have been reasonable places mm-hmm. for him in the past. So yeah, yeah, I mean, Mike Marvell does a very good job evaluating coaches and giving them, resources to succeed and being patient with them. The Chris Thompson redemption tour is on pace with this past cycles, Ron Dugan's redemption tour. So like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it feels good, man. This is, this is a program that's currently in a good place. It just feels like a lot of good things are kind of falling in line. Whereas you're kind of sitting back and watching your rivals kind of flounder in the off season and enjoy it. It's not always this way. We've learned college football in the state is very cyclical. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is to me just another sign of Florida state being a, Legitimate college football program uh and getting returning back to there. You're, you're getting out of the, the catastrophe that was the end of the Jimbo and era and the brief Willie Taggart era.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, so this is a random February eighth, two thousand twenty three, pop up. All things Mike Norvell contract extension very convoluted and very chaotic with Brendan Sanon and Coach AB. We're going to get out of here. We thank everybody that came in and joined us for the evening. Very quickly, we try to get in and out. I know basketball is going on. Yeah, I'm not spending a lot of time worrying about basketball, but Chris Knee's probably there, and he's probably pulling. He in. is. I think basketball lost just now. Oh, what a doggone shame. Uh, not, a, not a shocker. But baseball season and softball season are starting up soon, so let's ride. So for Coach A.B., for Brendan Sano, Money Mike himself, the man with the hair, I'm the man without the hair, please be sure to like and subscribe this video. Get to Knowles 24-7. Check out all the wonderful content. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Should you ever set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A gentleman in Moscow, now streaming on Paramount Plus, only
0: with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.